Eyes On from this year's IGCF, the International Government Communication Forum at Expo Center Sharjah. There are all kinds of people here at the International Government Communication Forum in Sharjah, and they've come from all across the globe, all the corners of the world. And I've got Claire here with me. She is part of a very cool team from MIT. And they've come here to oversee and overlook the Future World Challenge. She is a senior and she's been quite interested in the app and that's what got her started. And she will tell us all about the application itself and what it's all about. Yeah, so um, MIT App Inventor is basically an online platform where you can use block programming, basically you drag and drop these puzzle piece-like blocks to program mobile apps and also conversational agents like Alexa. Our interface has actually have a million, over a million users per month, and also they've created over 54 million apps. And we have servers, we have active servers across like 200 countries. So it is AppInventor's mission to be able to democratize app building, to spread the power of programming, and to build apps that could impact their students' lives and also people's lives, and also their communities and their families. Now I've heard you got interested in the group or the Inventor app when you were a freshman. What caught your eye that made you think, I want to be part of this team? So back then, um, there was this workshop at our school that taught how to program an app inventor. And that got me really interested because Professor House Appleson's this idea of like giving people the power, even non-programmers, the power to build these apps to make their ideas a reality. That just really fascinated me. And can you explain how can we use the app? And is it only for children? Uh, it's not actually only for children. A anyone can access it. It's a free website. You can just access it. You can sign up for a Google account for free. Once you log in, you can start building the app. Like It has a UI interface. You can drag and drop uh, different components to basically customize your app screen. And then in the block editing interface, you can use these puzzle piece-like blocks, basically piece them together and build an app. I love that. It seems very simplified and a very beautiful way of trying to introduce somebody to the world of programming, especially since some people might gatekeep programming. The field is mostly male-dominated and sometimes specific ethnicities have the upper hand in the world of technology. So more power to you guys and the MIT team in providing the service. Can you tell us more about your participation here at the Future World Challenge? And just in general, what is the Future World Challenge? So the Future World Challenge is basically a platform people for people to come together and envision their future world, which is its namesake. What our role he is here in this program is that we were invited by Annie, Lee, and Ibrahim from Brave Conversations to help them conduct three-day workshop. We lead the programming activity on day one and half of day two, where we give the students a rundown of three tutorials to basically lead them through how to build an Alexa skill. Um, what consists of an Alexa skill? like invocation names and like utterances and these kind of things and the basic components of these voice agents. Then we also lead into how to build a more complicated Alexa skill, like how Alexa could take information from the user and use it in its program, how to build a more interactive Alexa skill, a longer Alexa skill, a more complicated one. And then Annie Lee and Ibrahim moves on to have the students discuss their challenge and brainstorm ideas about their future world in terms of sustainability and like human lives in general. And in the end, students pitch their presentations of their fu ideal future world and they could choose to include Alexa as part of their teammates. And 
what has been your reaction to the children? Have they exceeded your expectations? Did you enjoy having them around? Oh yeah, our workshop had both government employees and also kids, and they definitely exceeded my expectation. They were learning the ideas very fast, and they were very innovative. We saw a lot of different themes across uh, the seven teams. Some teams decided to go to talk about sleep. Some teams decided to talk about waste management, and it's really fascinating to see how fast they can grasp on the idea of conversational agents and AI and how fast they can just bring about new ideas uh, on how to improve on our current world, whether they're using Alexa or not, um, and how these new technologies could be part of their envisioning of the future world and help the development in the progress. Now I'm going to ask you a bit of a personal question. So as somebody who's part of Gen Z, because what we often talk about when it comes to technology is that millennials, whether they're born in the early 90s, mid 90s, or even late 80s, we kind of got the internet and technology halfway or like in our early teens and whatnot. So we had a very interesting experience. And then Gen Z actually grew up with all this technology and they had access to it since they were children compared into us and that is the reason why also older people are very against technology because they don't really understand it because they never grew up with it so personally what is your relationship with that like just technology as a whole social media platforms how do you see them in a positive light or is it just a neutral light or is it somewhat of a pessimistic view I would say I see it more in a neutral light. Um, I definitely am someone who grew up with technology. I'm used to it being part of my life. But when AppMentor was first introduced, Professor Howe had this idea. Back then, like mobile apps were even like brand new idea. Like not a lot of people built mobile apps back then. And I think he really brought this power of mobile computing and creating something that we could carry with us and be easy to use um, to us. And even for me as someone who grew up with a phone and like apps, up till I was in college, I didn't really think about the possibility of programming apps in specific. So yeah, it's definitely a new experience and it's also makes, I think definitely does empower me in terms of how I view technology. I love that sentence very much, that it empowers you in the way you view technology. And do you have any parting words? What can you tell anybody who is as young as you, maybe younger, maybe older, who is interested in programming and might be scared to join the world of tech and just AI, etc.? I would say don't be scared. It's not that a fancy a thing. Yeah, it's basically, it's it's a way to solve a problem, like you saw, solve all real life problems. The way you make an app to solve, like say, to combat environmental change is, the, the mindset is not that much different than breaking down the process of boiling a pot of water. So yeah, so if you wanted to be introduced to programming and to maybe even to conversational agents, definitely check out App Inventor's website. I think it's a great resource. And I think it's definitely our mission to try to bring the power of mobile computing and also lower the barrier to learn about AI. Thank you so much, Claire. That was very enlightening. And like I said, power to all of you guys for what you're doing. It is a very noble mission. And we all know that there's inequality when it comes to education across the world and even among groups of people. So more power to you for what you're doing. And thank you so much for joining me to talk about the MIT App Inventor.